Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey guys, what's up? Before we jump into today's episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast, I am super excited to tell you that today's episode is being sponsored by none other than Liquid Web. Liquid Web has new managed WordPress hosting. We connected maybe a month ago and I have moved my site over. And can I just tell you, first of all, it's screaming fast. I'm super pumped about that. The managed WordPress hosting that they offer, though, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just quote their their tagline on the site, which is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Hands down, you guys, their support. Nothing beats being able to chat with somebody in the States when you need it, right when you're in the middle of something. And their support has been amazing. The migration was the easiest migration I've ever done. But I'm going to give you just a couple little tips um, to let you know how awesome this is. First of all, they create a new site. It's like click of a button. You can create staging sites. They've also just released these two new tools. I'm going to have to just display them for you in a post, obviously, but our stencils and tagging. So you can tag your site so you can find all the different sites you have in your account by tag. The stencil is like click a button and it duplicates a site for you. So let's say you've got a membership site and you're doing multiple memberships maybe, um, or a course site. Course site's even better example. You take a course site, you click a button, it's duplicated it. So everything you need in that site, if you've done some custom work for a course, it's going to be duplicated for you. So stay tuned for that. But they've, they've partnered up with iThemes Sync Pro also, which is kind of like, um, you know, a managed WP where you can update all your sites. And it, it, this is amazing, you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, I will have a post for you, but I'm super excited to be working with Liquid Web for their managed WordPress hosting. You can check them out at the WPChick.com forward slash Liquid Web backup speed safety. It's all there, you guys. I am really thrilled to be working with them. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and I'm excited. We have another collective group (laughs) on the interview. The last time I've done this was not. I've only done it with the Beaver Builder guys, so I'm pretty excited. We've got the team from WP Shout today, so uh, I will do a quick little introduction. We've got Alex Denning, David Hayes, and Fred Meyer here. So, guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, good to be here. Okay, so so feel free. Just I mean, if we talk over, I've got a great audience, so they're going to be good with it. So before we talk about WP Shout and what you guys are doing um, over there, give us a little bit of your background. I love hearing first of all, you know, what each of your individual backgrounds are, and then how you came together. Alex, why don't you start? So I set up a website called WP Shout in two thousand and nine when I was like fifteen years old. Um, and yeah, I was just interested in making websites and learning about WordPress. Very long time listeners will remember wordpresshacks.com or hackwordpress.com. Uh, I just came across this site one day and I was amazed by it and I wanted to do it myself. So I set up WP shout to kind of, I guess, copy that idea. (laughs) Um, and I ran it for a couple of years and became kind of respected WordPress development blog. Um, and about three and a half years ago, I started university and I passed the site on to a friend, David, who have run it ever since. And yeah, they've been doing a great job. I recently, so I've, haven't been involved in the site for a while, but having graduated in the summer and uh, started uh, becoming a WordPress freelancer, um, we connected again and yeah, now we're working together again and, and everything is great. <laughs> well, that's a good story. You don't often hear that when somebody leaves a project or, you know, and comes back to collaborate. So that's awesome. All right. Who's up next? <laughs> yeah. I'll, just real quick. Uh, so David and I uh, went to high school together in Northern Colorado, a, a town called Fort Collins, and then did different things for something like 10 years. And then, um, came together on a like a sort of a PHP 
web app that we worked on in mostly in 2012 and 2013, and then transitioned into being WordPress freelancers and uh, acquired WP Shout towards the latter part of 2013. And we've been doing WordPress and other kinds of freelancing since then uh, and publishing most weekdays uh, to WP Shout. Oh, you guys publish daily posts. Well, so we do a, a like a long, detailed sort of technical tutorial on Tuesdays. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do link posts, which link to just cool things around the web, like a plugin that works really well or like an infographic that I learned a lot from. And then on Thursdays, we do something called a quick guide, which David does almost every week, which is kind of a quick video guide and something like 200 to 800 words on how to do something simple in WordPress like you know, reset a password from inside PHP, my admin or something like that. Okay. So did you want to jump in there at all, David? Uh, I don't have a ton to add. I'll just throw in the, in the interim between uh, one friend I went to high school, the other I worked at Target for like five years, which was a fun gig. <laughs> <laughs> I spent way too long in retail management. So I feel your pain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but otherwise I don't really have much to add. That's okay. Sorry about that. I was taking a quick sip. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about, let, let's get into WP Shout. Now, who is your target audience for WP Shout and the content that you guys create? Basically, WordPress developers and people learning to become WordPress developers. So so anybody who is just trying to understand how WordPress's technical systems work and trying to get kind of like a human-to-human you know, version of that, um, that sort of starts you at the beginning and, and talks you through the kind of key intuitions of what's going on, as well as obviously the code. Um, that's what we do on WP Show. With, with, you know, backing up a little bit, and I don't know if this would be a question for Alex or not, but was there a, a what was the story behind the name? Was it looking for something that went with W with WordPress basically that you could use or what was the purpose to shout? Just kind of sharing or talking? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked that. Uh, I think, so it's a good domain name, right? Yeah. It has WP and then it's it's short. I think that was the only thinking behind it. I'm afraid I have no insight. <laughs> you know what? Hey, well, you were the one most likely to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you came with the name. You know, well, it's, I don't know. There's so many things you can tack onto it. And, you know, the WordPress chick, I didn't know what I was doing. I just sounded like a good name. And so. It was like, you know, you kind of run with it. Um, so since... Yeah, I mean, it works. <laughs> thanks. And so since, uh, since you guys are targeting developers or people who are wanting to learn to do that piece of it, um, is there a reason you picked this space? Is it because that's what you were primarily focused on, Alex, at the time? Because not a lot of people are doing... A lot of the how-to WordPress stuff tends to be more towards the non-developer type. Am I correct? It's only in the last couple of years that the site has become a WordPress development blog. It almost, to me, it almost became that by accident um, just because that was the audience I picked up initially. I am, I'm not a developer and I could probably only for a brief stage legitimately call myself that. So, so part of the reason that Fred and David now run the site rather than me is, is just because it was something the site kind of picked up a life of its own. Um, and that's what the audience were demanding. And it kind of stuck through that. I, Honestly, at 15 years old, I couldn't remember, couldn't tell you why I came up with the name. And I also like didn't have a, there wasn't a set strategy for coming up with, uh, with a specific development blog. I would say though that, uh, there was space for someone to do that. And so that the, the site works because, uh, the space for it to be done well and the site does it well. I was going to say, whether you're 15 or 50, I don't know that everybody starts this. <laughs> you know, you, what, you have to be around the block a few times, I think, of just getting the site up and working with something and creating content and connecting with an audience to, to get clear. It's kind of through the doing. Um, so with you guys, uh, Fred and David, was it when you started getting into the tutorials, did you map that out? Did you have a plan or was it questions you were getting? Like, how did you go about creating sort of a content strategy to connect with your audience? We knew some subset of how WordPress works. And we basically wrote about that. And so like we, we've written, like uh, we run a, um, an agency called press up and it's really interesting because like in late 2013, you can see, like we were writing about WordPress on press up every, maybe once a month, we'd be like, this is how you do a, sh- a short code. And you can actually see press ups content just bleeding into WP shout. You can just sort of see that like we were writing fewer and fewer articles about simple things in WordPress on 
on press up and, and more and more on shout. Um, so it was kind of like this sort of organic thing where it's like, if we knew how to, you know, build a short code plugin and we ended up doing that for a client or something like that, we'd, you know, we'd take a few hours and write a thousand words on it. That, that's yeah, my I mean, memory. Is that right? The, the, the one thing I would throw into that is that at least for me, part of the impulse was like, I've always enjoyed teaching people and, um, I've, you know, I'm mostly a self-taught programmer, so it's really interesting to me to think about this stuff. And by trying to teach it, I learn more. And a lot of a lot of the content that I've you know written on Shout since we acquired it is stuff that's actually oriented towards like Fred. You know, Fred is was less natively a programmer than I was. I think yeah. it's accurate to say. So what I what I have done you know has been oriented towards like oh Fred just like was really impressed by this thing I showed him. Let me share that with some more people. Um, but it's not as if we we knew an audience and we sought it out and we were very thoughtful about how we were going to uh, make money from them or anything. It's just quite the opposite. It was, you know, a series of random accidents that have kind of led us to where we are. I'll, I'll just tag one thing onto that, which is right early on when we acquired WP Shout, um, Alex had a lot of relationships in the WordPress community. So we did a few just kind of getting to know you interviews with people like Said Balki and Brian Krogsgaard. And Brian, like we were just talking to him about what made post status work and, you know, what what he thought there was space for in in the WordPress space. And he said, nobody is doing really good development tutorials like consistently. And, um, you know, the content is is good and well thought through and consistent. Um, And I I would say that, honestly, that really stuck with with us and kind of like, oh, I guess that's that's what we do now kind of way as well. So I, I would cite him as like a really helpful influence right around the time that we were taking over the site. Well, that's huge. And I, you know, I, I'd be curious to know your thoughts guys on it. I think it's an interesting time within WordPress, right? It, it, to a certain extent, there's been a lot of maturity. I would say that that's happened um, with WordPress itself, but it it's becoming, um, I don't want to say this, you know, the whole open source, everything is free is definitely shifting, you know, and you see a lot of people taking things to a much bigger scale. I mean, look at the acquisition of WP curve or manage WP with GoDaddy and, and the dedicated, you know, managed WordPress hosting that's happening. Like it's a really interesting time. And I, I would say, you know, like you guys focusing on, you know, in-depth tutorials for developers, um, it's like you're really carving out a very clear niche and these things are going to be needed. I think the opportunities are just kind of compounding right now. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? <laughs> we're, we're stunned. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Actually, if, if I can jump in, I think, I think Kim, absolutely the market is changing. And one of the things, one of the ways that I think, you know, the market is really shifting is that, you know, these Squarespace, Wix, Weebly kind of platforms are also coming in and sort of, coming in for a lot of that WordPress, like super implementer kind of um, people. And, you know, it's, it's as if WordPress is, is, is getting bigger and more serious and it's getting competitors who will let people, you know, put a website online more easily than WordPress, which WordPress has always kind of been the lowest common, easiest way to get online, I think for a lot of people, which is part of the reason for its huge success. And so I think um, one of the big reasons that, um, the market is moving is that, you know, the people who have been able to really, um, you know, I can kind of do some web implementation, I can kind of do some marketing, I can kind of do some development. Um, those people are, I think, increasingly threatened by the professionalization, if you will, of like the space around WordPress development and uh, WordPress site deployment and what it means to have a WordPress site and how you manage it and all that stuff like you mentioned with the managed WP acquisition. So I think that thing of things getting easier, you know, there are all these forces making getting online easier. And so the low, the, the very low level implementer kind of person is kind of threatened by a lot of different things that are shifting in the market, which is part of the reason that I think we think it's important that people do, um, you know, think about whether or not they have any interest in being actual developers because you know, there is a level, um, I know Fred can talk to this, of people who get only so far and then get stuck because they are stuck behind the, these three plugins don't cooperate in a way. Um, and if you can't solve that problem for your client, they're going to have to look elsewhere. So I think that's really one of the big forces in the WordPress ecosystem right now that's starting to come in. 
Yeah, I really agree. I mean, Kim, you sort of talked about sort of the the um, the upper floors opening up, so to speak. You know, the sort of high end business side of what WordPress is, and and I think you know what David talked about is is kind of how probably what I experience more in terms of my own work as a freelancer, which is sort of a pinch kind of at the lower end of cost and complexity. You know, it feels like it's been within maybe the past year or six months. This is just sort of me as a, you know, just anecdotal data point, but it's been within about the past year that I've started recommending like Squarespace to a lot of my friends when they say, Hey, I need a website for, you know, this simple thing. And it's been within the past year that like, I've started seeing websites that I'm like, oh, this is really beautiful. This is just a very beautiful like yoga studio website. So I'll, I'll view source and it'll be on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so there, there's definitely a pinch um, in terms of informational websites that don't have a lot of sort of custom functionality. And, and just, you know, the, the technology choices, I think, are I think you have a, uh, a lot of really good options other than WordPress. And I think that process is happening very quickly. It is, and I think to a certain extent, a lot of, not not consumers, but people that are needing websites created, it's become a commodity, right? And so if you're not that, like you're saying, sort of the, the more the implementer type of person, um, it's not necessarily very cost effective. I was never, I had to, you know, I got into that same space and then I brought on a developer and a designer because that's not, that's not where, you know... <laughs> my heart lies anyways i couldn't code my way out of a box and so it's like i like the co- the content I like the marketing and so i do see within wordpress like i've always thought documentation like create the, like you guys are i mean to an extent you know the tutorials and the how to you can pick sort of the specified niche within wordpress but but do it and do it really well as opposed to trying to be the aggregator of wordpress stuff <laughs> so to speak um let's move on a little bit i'd love to talk to you guys so with with WP Shout, what was was there? I know it evolved pretty organically, which <laughs> I did the same thing. And in, in in terms of monetizing the site, at what point did that happen? And what was your thoughts initially? And how did you know? What did you guys start monetizing the site with? Oh, this is fun. Okay, I'll tell you our, our, our sob. I'll tell you our sob story. Um, and actually, Alex, you might want to tag on to this in terms of like the history pre twenty thirteen. But this is just sort of since David and I, you know. Uh, started running it. So David and I, especially around 2012 and 2013, we were, we were uh, really kind of um, hesitant uh, business people in general. We'd been doing business for about a year and a half at that point, And we were still kind of sort of shaking up, like getting rid of the new car smell a little bit. So, um, so we didn't really do affiliate stuff ever. And we still haven't to this day. Um, we didn't do like AdSense ads. Um, and what we ultimately settled on after about a year of running the site was kind of this very sort of high engagement, high touch advertising model where we would write full length articles about our our partners kind of once a quarter. Mm-hmm. So if it was a host, the people who really ended up taking us up on it were, were hosting companies. And uh, so we would, you know, do like an in-depth profile on like something new that they were rolling out. And, and really, we, we had a, a number of, of um of uh, we call them friends of WP Shout, and the longest running one was SiteGround, which is the host that we use and love, just absolutely love for kind of all our own stuff and that we recommend all our clients and everything. And so, you know, when they, for example, um, put free SS, put Let's Encrypt SSL kind of in the the SiteGround shared hosting, we we ran a profile on that, and that's what we did for quite a while. And then even actually that ran out of steam um, because it was such a, a high touch kind of high maintenance relationship that neither David or I felt like we could continue to write content for WP Shout and, you know, do client work and then sort of, you know, have like a, well, when's your article this quarter call going to come out with, you know, two different hosting companies. It just was kind of like, it was kind of the odd man out in terms of the way that we, that we um, made our work financially sustainable. So we kind of let that go. And the, the current way that we make money on the site is with, is with sales of up and running the, the book that we launched in, in 2015 and when this airs, we'll have relaunched three days ago. Um, and yeah, that's basically, that's basically how we monetize WP shot at this point. With, with the, the, I've got a whole bunch of questions in there, so bear with me. <laughs> so with that, you know, it's interesting with, uh, I, I don't know. I've done affiliate marketing for a while, but it's funny because it's something that I, I don't know what it was. I was very hesitant initially to do it. I didn't want to seem slimy and all this stuff. 
And, yeah, exactly. you know, and it's like this crazy little fear, but, but when I find products and, and tools and stuff that I love, I just become this crazy zealot. And so like, I've gotten so much swag because when I love something, I love it and people, companies will send it to me. Yeah. But if they're tools that I'm using, I just share how to use them. Like it just, it, it really works that method for me. Um, but I do see a lot of people hesitant about that. And, you know, as you're talking about hosting, cause liquid web is now sponsoring the show and you start thinking, well, how do I just keep creating content about this piece? And so I think it's interesting with, you know, all the managed WordPress hosting options out there and how that's coming into play. Um, so let's talk about, cause you guys have more, so you've got the course at, again, when this airs will be, have been out for a couple of days. Um, but do you have more than one course? You've got some guides and stuff on the site too. So up and running is, is the only course that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is free. Um, is that a good business model? <laughs> arguably, arguably, the mind reels wondering this question. He asked perhaps rhetorically. <laughs> so, like, arguably, uh, WP Shout has never been, like, great at capitalism. Uh, but, I would say that's kind of been in the WordPress space until the last few years. Right, Absolutely. but, like, so the, the, yeah. there was... The, the site was existed uh say like a year before say wp beginner showed up there was no reason why we couldn't be having a very different conversation right now but it was probably just because i was intuitively not very good at capitalism um so so the the course is is up and running um and the the dream is that people can come to wp shout uh, with questions about WordPress development, specific questions that say they come to the site by search, um, they will like what they find. They'll find the answer they're looking for. Um, they'll become readers. And if they want to learn more, then up and running is meant to be like the way to um, have a real coherent, uh, structured course for, for learning more. Um, so whether there'd be more in the future, I don't know. We've just spent six months updating up and running and, uh, if you ask us right now, would we like to do another course? <laughs> um, I'm sure anyone who's done course launches will tell you there's an awful lot of work involved. Yeah, it's like a marathon. You have to forget how much this one hurt. Um, <laughs> but I will say that there's quite a lot to to what we've got. I mean, the, the original up and running package in, in 2015 was it's it's multimedia. It's it's a lot of screencasts, um, a kind of a something like two or three hundred well PDF page. Um, book on all the essentials of WordPress development and, and quite a bit else. So, so it's it's kind of a it's already a pretty big big thing to be putting out there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, actually, I'm sorry, just to Kim, you sort of asked, oh, are, are courses for sale? And that's that's really a model that we played with for a very long time. Is that we would maybe write like a five to ten thousand art uh, word article on Shout, um, like on a topic like the widgets API or something like that maybe record a couple of screencasts along with that and, and maybe something like an infographic and a code example or something like that and sell that for 20 or $30 on, on the site. And that really interested us for a long time, but I think ultimately kind of paywalling WP Shouts content that way and, um, and some other things about that model just sort of led to us never kind of executing on it. It's interesting. Plus, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, plus, as Alex said, we're Fred and I are also bad at capitalism. So <laughs> it's really hard. Well, you know, what's funny is I've got um, the episode that went live again when this goes will be <laughs> a week ago. Um, but it was it's a solo show I did about you need to get comfortable selling because mm-hmm. so, you know, it's very I created a huge list of freebie seekers <laughs> for years and it's it's at some point i mean I, I i think again i think that's also shifting in the wordpress space that people are realizing well you know you have to market you have to get out there you mm-hmm. have to be your own best advocate and ideally like with this i mean you guys are solving a massive problem for people right this is for the people yeah. that want to get into this they need this and so it's almost a disservice not to market it and sell it um you know, but but with the core stuff, let me ask you this. So when you guys went about, so this is then, I guess, this is like version two of Up and Running? 
yeah, yeah we're, absolutely. The, the 2017 edition is is the second edition. That's right. It it includes a lot on the REST API and some other new stuff that that's come into WordPress since 2015. So when you guys did it in in 2015, was there how how did you go about doing the course? Let me just kind of back this up a little bit because I've done courses before, and like my first course was a WordPress Genesis guide for beginners, like the user, not developers. Mm-hmm. Um, first, it was an ebook, and then I did an iteration of webinars, and then I did you know the ebook and videos, and but so I I've played around with this, and what I have found recently is I did a content strategy course, and you know I had it outlined, but I just I sort of did this beta course, and I said I'm going to create it as we go, guys, and it was so invaluable. Because it was it was really high touch, and I got feedback on it. So, you know, my question with the first iteration of the course: How did you guys go about doing that? Did you, you know, yeah. get people on board to beta with you? How'd that work? Yeah. So, we so did, Kim, yeah. I think that I think that's a great question. Um, it sounds like you really like have embraced the whole MVP thing in that course. And um, to contradict what Fred was starting to say before I started talking, um, I don't think the first version of Up and Running really came out of that specific mindset of we're going to like sell this thing and build what people tell us they need as we go. Um, yeah, I think, I think honestly, one of the biggest things that taking the second version has let us do is take some time and understand what people liked, what they didn't about the last one and, you know, give them more of what was helpful for them in the last one. And, you know, really, you know, think through what will provide the most value for them. Yeah, I I agree with that. Although, as as David said, we did in fact do like a pre-reader program for the first launch of Up and Running, where basically as we would release a block of chapters, we would have people read it and, and just sort of give us feedback, like, is this how you want to learn WordPress? Is this helpful? And we did get some good feedback um, at that time, but it's absolutely true, as David said, that we're, we're being a lot more sort of systematic and intentional this way around. And a big kind of added ingredient this time around is is actually Alex, who... Um, I mean, he may not have been good at capitalism when he was 16 or whatever, but he's, he's improved a lot in this third of his life. And, uh, uh, he's really, really helping us kind of dial in on, on, um, how, you know, people want to, want to learn this information and what's, what's the best way to kind of present this stuff to people. And it's been, it's been absolutely incredible. So, so there's a big difference, at least the way it feels to me is that it's, it's been a really different launch process having Alex's involvement this time around versus not, not having it on, on version one. Okay. So can you guys tell me then like what your roles are for the course? If you guys like break it down, like who's doing what? I am handling the marketing essentially. Um, so we sat down six months ago, um, knowing that we're thinking it's a friend David, we're thinking about updating the up and running. Um, and I guess We've, as Fred said, we've thought about it much more intentionally, thinking, what do people want to know? How can we best provide that value to them? What needs to happen in in this week to, to make that happen in time for a March launch? Um, so I've handled that. And also, um, we've recorded 36 new videos um, for, for this edition. And I just did a bunch of those as well, which was good fun. Nice. And then did you guys, yeah. st- sorry, go ahead, Fred. Well, so, so David and I kind of share responsibility for the actual sort of technical uh, kind of skeleton or meat of the, of all of the material. So David did a bunch of screencasts on theme and plugin development. He and I kind of collaborated on writing that, that full length ebook of, yeah, it's, I think it's like 30, 34, 44 chapters that I told you about. Um, yeah. And you know, we basically the the entire package kind of reflects David's and my shared sort of understanding of of what what order people should learn WordPress development in. Like w- one thing we really tried hard at both in, in version one and and even more so in version two is to um, is to make sure that you're always oriented as you go through the package that we never like dump you in the middle of like you know the widgets API or something like that without you understanding what an API is and how hooks work and things like that. So like just concretely, one of the things the book starts with is this analogy that we really love that WordPress is like a factory that produces web pages. 
And so you've got the warehouse, which is the, the database, which stores all the posts and other things. And then you've got the factory floor, which has a bunch of different um, production lines, um, which is the WordPress template hierarchy. And so your theme has all these lines, different lines that it can send different bundles of posts down. And, you know, the end result is a website. And so we, we really work hard to, to kind of impose that sort of human intuition on, on how WordPress works as a system. And so that, that sort of general intuition as well as, you know, most of the code and things like that is kind of David's and my shared responsibility. Um, that's awesome with it, with that. So these are going to be two sort of loaded questions. So you can pick which one you want to answer first. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I know that people listening to this are going to be curious about it. So the first question is how did you price the course? Um, and whether or not you want to get into pricing now, but it just, in terms of, you know, how do you come up with the price? Right. And then the other question is courses, what is the course uh, technically? What is it sitting in? Is it an LMS? Is it, you know, did you use a plugin? All that kind of stuff. So can we start with the pricing? Let us know how you guys work through the pricing piece. Pricing is really interesting. And we were, in fact, talking about this earlier today. One of the first things I said to Fred and David when we started doing this was that it needs to be more expensive. Um, Good. Good. A lot of people don't originally. <laughs> originally, you could buy the core package, which included the whole ebook. So... 40 something chapters um, and for for $49 and you could essentially you could start a whole new career for $49 um, and admittedly we're still offering that but the the premium and deluxe tiers uh, <laughs> offer a sheet basically what we've done is between the the first and second version is we've shifted more value into the, the higher end tiers mm-hmm. um, so that they're really you can take the deluxe tier at two four nine um, and literally learn everything. Um, whereas if you want to, if you want kind of just your handheld whilst you go through the core ebook, um, so you just get the ebook with um, a video to accompany each chapter in the book, um, then you can take the premium tier, and that's at one two four dollars. So, but, so really, the could those prices be even higher? Probably. Um, and if we do a, th- a third edition, it, by all means, like I, I can see it could be hard not to argue that this should be more expensive, right? Even for $125, uh, you can get a really, really good education in WordPress. Um, that, that almost seems too cheap, right? Well, yeah, I was like, I'm sitting here. It's funny. I'm listening. I'm like, those are, that's, that's pretty cheap, you know, and, and not cheap, but I mean, I, I, I would have expected, I thought the, the second tiers, I like the tiered model. I did with my, that with the WordPress Genesis, but it was kind of the book, book and videos, book videos, bonus kind of thing. And, you know, it was similar pricing. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think it depends too. And I don't know if, you know, what you guys think in terms of experience wise with this, but the, the market and if people are getting started and they don't know anything about it, it's like they may not understand the value not not learning it but then it's like now i got to go make money with that too you know so you know it's it's i've always said this to me i'm like marketers won't think twice about spending 300 a month on a tool because they'll do the the math with well this is going to add to my bottom line you know so if i invest in this i don't know facebook ad tool and and i can see that you know I'm getting a click-through rate of this and I'm getting conversions of this. And it's like they start, their heads go there immediately where when you're getting started, a lot of that isn't, you know, in the forefront of your mind. So I think there's, to to some extent, there's a sense of kind of social responsibility with with the cheapest package because it is really, really cheap, right? But we wanted to have something that... Uh, perhaps people who I guess either weren't sure or couldn't afford more could get hold of. And in the second edition, uh, you, you just get the ebook. So it's kind of just the, really is, we call it the core package. That's what it is. Um, and if you can go for the premium or deluxe tiers, you, the, the value added then is, is, is really huge. But the, like, is it, is it the best business model to have three tiers where one's really cheap? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just wanted to pull it onto that. Like, I think Kim, uh, what you said is very true, which is that there's a there's a real complexity about the WordPress market, and specific, partly because you know 
Um, a lot of these people are hashtag bad at capitalism. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people engage in the WordPress space because they just like enjoy the community and want to help and all that stuff. And they don't think very hard. Uh, I know this is true for myself and I think Fred too. And almost certainly Alex is just like, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I enjoy that people tell me that they learn something from me, you know, and like that, that is its own satisfaction. And so I don't, I, it is a very secondary thing to me, um, how much I can make and what's the optimal price for me to get the most value without people feeling, um, underwhelmed by what they paid for or what have you. Like, I don't think about it that way. I think about, you know, what do I want to do? And so I think the market itself has a lot of people who, you know, us included to some extent, don't understand what these skills can get them in the world and how easily, like, as Alex said, like our highest package, even in this new release is $249. If you landed one client as a result of doing that, who needed you to rebuild a WordPress theme, even if you were undercharging, you're going to make at least that much back in doing it. Um, but most of the people in the WordPress space don't come at it with their like businessy mind. If they have developed one of those, they come at it like a consumer who's like, but I pay, you know, $50 a month for my cable television. You want five months of cable television rather than like, well, but if I, you know, if I'm able to land a client with this, you know, five hours of work and I make back the difference. And like, so it's, I think everyone has that kind of split in them. There are things that we just like, that's outrageously expensive. You know, a $20 dinner is like at the top of my, like, I don't know, this better be tasty. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't think twice about, as you said, paying for services that help me make my business more effective. And so a product like this has this weird split where some people are just coming at it with their consumer mind of like, you know, that I, I, I only spend, you know, I can't spend $5 on coffee, never mind that. And other people are coming at it with like that perspective of like, what is this actually getting me? What is this unlocking for me in my life? And what can I go do because of what I learn? And from that perspective of investing in a business, um, you know, perspective of like, what can I do with this new knowledge? It's, it's, it's a no brainer, but you know, this market, the WordPress market really has a lot of hobbyists kind of people who engage with the consumer brain. And then there are the professionalized people who are engaging with like that investment perspective. And so we're kind of talking about that distinction of like, holy cow, this is so cheap from a business perspective, but it's really expensive from a consumer's perspective. And so that's kind of the struggle, I think, of pricing most WordPress products. With my marketing hat on, I would just have to add, I don't think it would be fair to describe it as very expensive. As very expensive? No, I think we must describe it as incredibly good value because that's what it is. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And I think it, it is just interesting. And I, I, I see people who, you know, I've got a, um, a friend that they've done probably over a thousand plugins and he does some white labeling and we're building a web app. And, you know, it's interesting. Well, they're building it. I get to do marketing and content. <laughs> um, but, but looking in that perspective, because, you know, I had dipped my toes into plugin development with a different developer years ago and, I, I don't want to spend time and energy supporting something that people complain about a $49 a year renewal license. I just, yeah. I don't have the bandwidth yeah. for it. And so, you know, when I look at something and most, I, I, I see a lot of in the online space, you know, recurring revenues like the golden model. If you're providing value and truly providing a massive, you know, a good service and all of those things, because then there's this measuring and, and sustainable growth, not the they call it what the hockey stick thing in SAS, which mm -hmm. is all new language to me. Um, but, but, but watching that, you got to pay attention. So I, I do think though, that as the WordPress space matures, I mean, online education clearly isn't going anywhere. Right. And so my guess mm -hmm. is that as, as this course for you guys, you get more feedback and growth. I, I mean, it's, I would have thought, and I'm just going to throw this at you guys, but just by listening to what you've told me, what's included in the course, like I would have thought the highest tier would have been more like 997 bucks. <laughs> so cool. gonna, my, my response is just going to be hashtag bad at capitalism. Yeah. So. Find us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at bad at capitalism. Well, and you know yeah, what? It's, I mean, I've done that to you guys and it's just, you know, Troy Dean's a friend of mine and, 
And I've spent some time with him and, and just, he's the real one who really pushed me into doing the MVP element of it and, you know, testing and tweaking and iterating. And then you, you do it again and then, you know, and giving it the long-term value of growth. So with, with the amount that you guys have put into this, it's like you couldn't get, <laughs> you know, one course probably at a junior college for that cost. And that's, Absolutely. you know, one topic, one topic. So that's my two cents on, on that. Thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, Kim, that that you mentioned that is really funny. I teach at a private, you know, tutoring uh, technical place in, here in town in in Fort Collins, and uh, the the WordPress class where we teach like a quarter at most of what's in this class costs three hundred dollars there. So you're absolutely right. Um, we are very underpriced from that perspective because the the amount of content and the amount of thought in the layout of this content is crazy relative to what that class is um and yeah it's, it, there's just no comparison but again there's this there's this difference of what bright what mind people are engaging with this in um i think that is really key of like if you think if you're unwilling to spend three dollars on an app for your phone that'll you know entertain you or get you better organized like compared to that like 249 is a ton but obviously relative to what it unlocks for you professionally it's a complete and stupid bargain yeah so up and running is a lot more like going to college than it is like uh like like an iphone app so yeah well and, we'll you know, it's, and, and i think this would probably be directed at alex so then it comes down to messaging right and 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 i'm just saying this because i've spent probably the last year getting very going back to basics and, and my audience is probably so tired of, i'm going i'm getting a t-shirt that says hashtag fundamentals because it's like <laughs> i've gone back to some of these like uh, you know email marketing and copy and paying attention to headlines and what resonates more where do i get more engagement because i want what i'm doing to get more leverage you know and so i guess it comes down to also as as you put this out into the world, it's testing and tweaking the message and making sure people get, well, for 250 bucks, you can essentially get a business. You know, I mean, you've got the skills to, to be a freelancer. You've got the skills to right. sell something that you can, you know, 10 X your investment or whatever. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And you've also got the skills to, you know, if you already are like a designer or an implementer or a marketer or an SEO, you, you've got the skills to, you know, maybe, 50% less, like call somebody up in a panic and pay them a hundred plus dollars an hour to kind of fix a problem that you've gotten yourself into with the client. Because a lot of my client work is actually for, you know, designers and SEOs and stuff who are kind of pinched because they've, they've over promised in a project and, and they're trying to do it all with plugins that don't really talk to each other. And, you know, that's, I mean, th there's, there's a living to be made just helping out sort of designers in trouble and, uh, you know, up and running kind of helps with that problem as well, for sure. So let me ask you this. Yeah, so so, sorry, so so to specifically talk about messaging, um, you could plausibly learn everything in this course for free um, just by like Googling it yourself. And that's, uh, I think that's how David said that he got started. You could certainly do that, but it would take you, say, 100, 500 hours. What, what Up and Running offers is like, you can do that in five to 10 hours. So right. yeah, and so, so, it's organized. It's step by step. First, you learn the the core concepts that are going to impact everything in WordPress. Instead of learning those like a year into your career, as I did, and then you just go from there. I don't want to just give you a sales pitch here, but like the <laughs> the value the value the messaging comes in. You can do this so much more quickly. We would just make your life so much easier. Um, and, I've, and that's I, I, the angle we've been coming from, which is huge, right? I mean, I think a lot of people are like. And they've looked at WordPress as, well, it's free. I can do this, you know, it's, I can go do this here. But, but, you know, we live in a time where time, we live in a time where time, um, time is really, it's, it's the one thing that we can't get more of, right? And so, absolutely. If you can put it together, you know, I've talked to people about this. I'm like, look, create a, create a course of stuff that you've already done on your site. Just even if it's a free course as a lead magnet, but for you to take, you know, five, posts that you've done video tutorials with and you put them into one place, you put it into a format, you give somebody a guide to walk through that. There is a convenience, right? It, there's that sort of <laughs> that, that PETA pain in the ass, right? Fee that people will pay for. And, and so by doing that, um, you know, you're making it, but again, I think that obviously, yes, people could go learn it across the web, but the other piece that I would look at is 
the the training that you guys are providing is also it's cohesive the trainers are the same the content is the same you know the curriculum is all done by the same people where you could get somebody contradicting themselves too so you know obviously there's a ton of value in people doing what you guys are doing versus attempting to do it on their own yeah absolutely i think i think i as someone who did kind of learn by just googling a lot and reading that you find a lot of holes that um you know, no one happens to have covered this giant thing that you need to understand. And one of the things that we've, you know, had in mind the entire time of putting this package together and trying, um, you know, trying to, you know, get feedback on it and everything is that question of like, where are you going to get stuck? Where is this thing that every web tutorial is going to leave off that conceptually will just like unlock it for you? Um, and I think that factory analogy that Fred went into, obviously, it's a, it's a little more detailed and um, complicated than is easily conveyed in a couple minutes, but that factory analogy is one of those intuitional things that makes a huge difference for your ability to understand, um, but is hard to get from a smattering of tutorials that you find for free on the internet. Yeah. So, so what I was going to ask you is before then. So, you do you all have client work? How how are you balancing? I mean, do you have your own? So, Fred and David, you guys have. Uh, it was yeah, it's called press up. Press up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Well, and that is and the, it like a full-time agency. How, how does that work for you guys? Yeah, it's the two of us. And um, again, you know, we're, we're freelancers. David is a is an everything freelancer. So he's he's spent a, a lot of the last something like eighteen months um, working in Laravel for for one um, client who has a, a number of sort of large projects back to back. And then I do WordPress sites of kind of any any size and cost and complexity, or or all you know, build custom WordPress plugins or customize a theme for you or, or kind of really whatever work you need done in WordPress. A lot of WooCommerce recently. Um, and then sort of Alex uh, lives in the UK. And what do you do? I mean, <laughs> I live in the UK, but that's not related to my job. <laughs> uh, so I do, I graduated uh, in September last year, I guess August, whatever. I graduated about six months ago. And instead of getting a real job, I thought I would work for myself. Um, so I've been freelancing since. I could do content and marketing basically for WordPress companies. So I will sell my time for money, I guess. Uh, and I've just been taking up a bunch of, of marketing projects, mostly, well, exclusively with WordPress companies. So I do some stuff at WP Zoom who make uh, WordPress themes done some video tutorials for Themify, um, working with Fred and David, that would be shout. It's just a mix of, of WordPress stuff. But uh, as anyone who freelances knows, um, what's better than selling your time for money is that having a single, investing your time once and then selling it over and over again with a product. Yeah. So that's kind of where we go with that from running. Leverage is key. <laughs> Um, yeah. I actually just wrapped up my very last website project ever. <laughs> just, uh, well, when this goes, it'll be about two weeks. But um, yeah, it's, you know, I think there is when you love doing it. And I think a lot of people have gotten into this space um, sort of by default, like to your to your point, Dave, you're saying there's a lot of kind of implementers and they get to this point of this isn't really what I wanted to do to begin with. Like when I started my business nine years ago, I thought I was going to be like this information marketer millionaire right i was gonna write an ebook i was gonna make all kinds of money and it doesn't quite work that way um you know so it's interesting in wordpress to see how that goes how do you guys um so is is to grow your in growing your audience and driving traffic to wp shout and the course up and running is your primary focus content in terms of marketing and connecting yeah for sure um Partly because, as we as we said, we are natively good at anything else that, you know, other marketing channels or all that stuff. Um, so we've basically relied on, I mean, I think for multiple years, Fred and I were relying on dumb SEO luck, not even being strategic about what Google, you know, what things were act- people actually searching for. And we just would randomly get lucky and people would um, happen to be searching for the keyword that our article happened to be uh, very good for um, but it was very random um, because we have never been super strategic about any marketing thing I think with the exception of bringing Alex on board yeah Kim I don't want to give your listeners a 
sense too much that there's just blind luck involved. Um, (laughs) So the the reason... The reason WP Shout's SEO strategy works is because if someone has a question, uh, nine times out of ten, the article they find on WP Shout is going to answer that question, and Google rewards that. Um, so there's, it's primarily content marketing driven in that way, I guess if you'd say. Um, but for Up and Running, we also packaged up um, a free course that was um, just the first couple of chapters in the book. Um, stuck that on a landing page and the conversion rate on that was, was huge compared to what you saw on the rest of the site. Um, so there was, it, I guess you would say it was a mixture of t- traditional content marketing in the sense it was content and it did the marketing, but indirectly. Um, but with the, with the course relaunch, um, we've been much more intentional about going after people who are specifically interested in learning WordPress development. Nope, that's great. I was just curious. I'm a huge uh, content fan, I believe, in the strategy. Um, I, I told this story a couple weeks ago on the show, and it was funny because I had one of my early podcast guests, I want to say it was probably one of the first 50 episodes, um, reach out to me, and I haven't talked to him in a while, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to clean up some search for my name, and I was wondering if you still needed that episode up or if you could change the SEO because it... It, that post comes up number two for his name in search. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought, I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to change it and I can't take it down, but you're more than welcome to optimize your own stuff. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> so my point, it just content works, you know? And so it's, it's, I, I was just curious how you guys are doing that. And, and as you get, you know, obviously, you know, out in the audience more and, and growing and getting more people up for this course, um, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, it's obviously, have you guys heard of Brian Dean of Backlinko? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. I, it's just like, I keep thinking, I'm like, here, this guy just massive traffic and he's got like 40 posts or something on his site. And he gets yeah, it. that's interesting, isn't it? it? I mean, everything that we understand in terms of where SEO is headed is that, you know, really long and uh, comprehensive content is really getting rewarded. And, and that kind of, um, that's been really nice. Uh, in terms of it kind of matching our proclivities anyway. You know what I mean? Um, It's been nice to be sort of encouraged by, sort of feel encouraged by Google to write, you know, thousands of words trying to cover a topic from, you know, almost any angle that that somebody would think to to ask a question about it. And, and yeah, my understanding is that um, that really comprehensive content is is, is really starting to be rewarded in search, maybe to an extent that it wasn't, say, three or five years ago. Yeah, so... Go ahead, Alex. Sorry, if, you, if you're listening to this, I guess, and wondering how do I replicate a successful SEO strategy like this, um, I think the, the key is to really answer the questions that people coming to your site have. You want to be to the point where someone cl- Googles the question or problem that they're having, they click on your site and they do not return to the search engine. Um, and that will be rewarded and that does require really good stuff. And there's no shortcut to that. There's a kind of cautionary tale uh, back in sort of 2010, 11. Uh, I had this one of the, one of the most popular pieces on the site was a tutorial telling you how to add a theme options page to your WordPress theme, which at the time was a new and big deal. Um, and there was, I had four posts that, that covered at the time what were the best practices. But as I left it and those became not the best practices and I did not update the content for a number of years, Google's just said this is not relevant anymore and the site lost take 50% of its traffic. So wow. there's it's it's really is very true that uh, there is no shortcut for having really good stuff. And that's an important takeaway, I think. Well, and I think it's also it's 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 great validation, especially with the the I don't know I like doing in depth posts, tutorials, that stuff too. Um, but content is not really negotiable unless you have really deep pockets in terms of paid traffic. Um, but at the end of the day, it's you know content is also that marathon strategy, right? So if people are looking to build a long term business and be around, you got to put the time and energy into it. I've always said that I'm like you're going to pay either. With, with your money or with your time, <laughs> you know, so paid yeah, traffic is really a great true. way to supplement it. But 
Sorry, go ahead, Fred. No, that, that's that's just just so true, and and I guess I would just add it. It really helps. This is one of those places, and you know, having been in business for all of five or six years, I, I've just really noticed that when I like doing something, there's so many ways that that sort of matters, um, and this is definitely one of them. Is that you know, I I really enjoy like being forced every other Tuesday to sit down and think really hard about WordPress, and you know, it's really rewarding to. Um, to actually kind of understand WordPress, you know, many pieces of WordPress at a level of, oh, I've written about this. I've, I've thought so deeply about this that I'm actually able to explain it to other people, you know, and and um, it's fun. And I've, I've tried to do content marketing around things that I wasn't as enthusiastic about. And it's it's <laughs> it really hurts. Like, I I won't go into the specifics of, of what I was writing content on. It was it was sort of basically it was how to combine WordPress with uh, business as a general thing. And so it was like writing about why landing pages are important and stuff. Um, and first of all, I was about a thousand times worse at it as Cam you would be. Um, but it's also, it was like really hard to get the content out because I, I always felt like I was sort of, I don't know. It felt like I was singing when I didn't really know how to sing sort of, you know, yeah, that feeling. Yeah, and, totally. and it just, it was like a drag. It's like, do I have to do this again every week? And, and WordPress, uh, WP shout really feels kind of the opposite of that. It's, you know, there, there is this sort of pressure of having to get out content, but it's also fun. And it just seems like one of those places where that, you know, that thing about like, do what you're interested in really is true in a very literal way. I think it's, I, I love that, Fred. And I think it's true that as you do it, you know, as I was going through Troy Dean's, his course on courses, the Rockstar Empires. And so like, after having done this, this content strategy, it's the more you go back into what you're working on, the better you become at your craft, right? So it's, you just start mastering the flow of creating content, you start getting better at being able to produce more valuable content and less time even. And so there is this, and there's something about the online space more, more in the marketing space, I'm sure that it's like the late, there's so many look a squirrel, look a squirrel. There's so many different tactics, right? That you can jump into, but when you get really good at the fundamentals, it, it, it just gets better and better and it starts working for you. And so to your point of, you know, it doesn't feel like work when you go to create content on WP shout, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have ever gone back and looked at older posts to see the amount of growth and depth that your content, I know that worked for me anyways. Yeah, no, that's d- definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You can really see. Yeah. So, you can really see a progression. Sorry about that. So, well, we're we're just about at the hour, guys. So, I want you to do a last little. Let's. I will have links, obviously, in the show notes for everybody about up and running, which will have opened. The end of the launch windows a couple weeks, but it'll have opened by the time this airs. But everybody can get in. So, I'll let you guys go ahead and tell people where to get up and running, so they can uh, get into uh, development. If you go to up and running wp dot com. Then you can find um, the whole course, and that's if you're thinking about learning WordPress development um, and and want the kind of structured education that we've been talking about that really teaches you kind of everything you need to know to start calling yourself a WordPress developer. Um, I would really recommend checking it out. If you would like a cheeky twenty percent discount, you can use the code WPCHICK um, for twenty percent off, and that'll be valid until say the thirty first of March. Also, if you're really fast as when this goes out, um, until the end of the day, we've, we've got $3,000 of WordPress prizes to give away to anyone who purchases uh, any tier of the course. Um, so we'll be doing a prize draw for people who purchase by the end of the day um, when this goes out. So if you're quick, then, um, yeah, you can get a, an education in WordPress development and also... Uh, get in on our giveaway of $3,000 of WordPress prizes. So it's a pretty sweet deal. That's up and running WP.com. Excellent. So guys, thank you so much for being here. I totally appreciate it. And I'm happy to help spread the word and, and let's get more, more people into the course. Great to, great to talk to you, Kim. This was really fun. Yeah. I, yeah thanks I, for having us. You're welcome. Thank you. I know it's kind of late for you, Alex. So thanks guys. And, um, all right, guys, you know the drill. Just hang on to the end. I've got a little snippet. I will re-repeat, re-repeat. That was redundant. I will repeat the link. And of course, everything is in the show notes. So thanks so much, everybody.
All right, guys, there you have it. You heard directly from the horses' mouths. <laughs> horses' mouths, I should say. Um, so if you're interested in learning WordPress development and doing it quickly and correctly, go to the WPChick.com forward slash WP Shout. That's going to take you directly to their landing page. And again, you heard what I thought they should be charging for this course. So um, you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. I will totally disclaim that I've not taken it because I don't want to learn WordPress development at this point. However, this is a really, really full in-depth course. I think you guys are going to be really, really pleased with it. Um, so go to the WPChick.com forward slash WP shout. And don't forget to enter WPChick for a 20% discount. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic afternoon, evening morning. <laughs> that was really backwards, but you know what I mean. I love you guys tons. If you have not left a review, I would love it. Head over to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play.